Welcome to a new edition of the Bilaterals.org podcast, where we discuss the most recent developments around free trade and investment agreements. During the Global Counter Summit of Social Movements convened on the occasion of the annual meetings of the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank in Marrakech in October, Bilaterals.org organized a workshop with Attack Maroc, CADTM Africa, Grain, and the Tunisian Observatory of Economy. The aim of the Counter Summit was to bring together social and climate movements, trade unions, NGO, women, small farmers, indigenous peoples' organizations, to talk, share, and organize our struggles and build our society, our way of life. The participating organization also expressed their solidarity with Palestine and the Palestinian struggle. The Bilaterals.org workshop focused on the link between free trade and debt in imposing a neo-colonial system of domination. Debt has historically played a central role in the colonial system in Africa, while international trade was hijacked by imperialist powers to advance their interest. As Attack Maroc pointed out, the debt increased as a result of colonialism, reaching 1 billion dirhams by the time of independence in 1956. The World Bank and the IMF structural adjustment programs in the 80s, followed by the push for free trade agreements in the 90s and the 2000s, had a devastating impact on the daily lives of the Moroccan people. The workshop went on to highlight the lesser-known role of the World Bank's International Center for Settlement of Investment Disputes in perpetuating the use of a parallel and extraterritorial judicial system created in the colonial era to resolve trade and investment disputes related to the activities of the colonizers. This process is known as Investor State Dispute Settlement, or ISDS, and has been criticized by social movements around the world. For example, ISDS was at the heart of the negotiations between the European Union and Tunisia for a deep and comprehensive free trade agreement, which has so far failed to win the approval of the Tunisian side due to people's resistance in the African country. According to the Tunisian Observatory of Economy, the trade agreement is characterized by a neo-colonial attitude on the part of the Europeans. They wanted to impose their rules and prevent Tunisia from subsidizing its agriculture, even though the European Union could subsidize its own agriculture. The Europeans also tried to lure Tunisia with financial aid as a condition for signing uh, the FTA. A broad coalition managed to derail the deal by organizing protests, lobbying and outreach, demanding parliamentary accountability and blocking negotiations. Ultimately, the trade deal was shelved and negotiations have not resumed since. The Kenyan Peasants League went on to say that Kenya faces a different fate as an economic partnership agreement was signed with the European Union in June 23. The EPA will strengthen 
export-oriented and monoculture agriculture in Kenya, undermining the country's food sovereignty and putting local producers in unhealthy competitions with highly subsidized European companies. The League added that tomato farmers in Ghana are suffering from imports of cheap European produce, while chicken farmers in Cameroon have suffered the same fate as a result of their countries signing the trade agreement with the EU. Many social movements have been vocal in their oppositions to these free trade agreements. CADTM Africa explained that another neoliberal project is looming over the, over the African continent. It is known as the African Continental Free Trade Area. It aims to create a free trade area across Africa, liberalizing 90% of non-sensitive products. But while the mantra of Pan-Africanism has been used by proponents of the deal, it is actually based on a dogma of free market capitalism and promotes an export-led development model. It includes trade rules contained in bilateral agreements that benefit elites and transnational capital at the expense of local communities. The workshop concluded that social movements, communities, citizens, etc. need to build a power struggle to reverse this trend. To defeat imperialism, Thomas Sankara said everyone should consume and eat local. Debt and so-called free trade have been instrumental in imposing a system based on ever more exports and dependence on extractivism. Favoring the local over the international could well be one of the alternatives for society to face the challenges of our time, including the climate crisis, migration, food and energy sovereignty. International mobilization such as this kind of summit allow people from all over the world to connect and raise awareness on global issues, playing an important role in building solidarity for social justice. In other news, the European Parliament and the European Council have voted largely in favor of the trade deal between the European and New Zealand. The deal has been slammed by social movements which say that it will depend the climate crisis by promoting trade between regions more than 20,000 kilometers apart. Also, last month, the Post-Cotonou Agreement, known as the Samoa Agreement, was signed between the European Union and the African, Caribbean and Pacific Group of States. But 35 of the 79 countries in the group refused to sign it. And that's it for today. I'm Nicolas Roux, bilaterals.org. If you'd like more information about this podcast, you can click on the links provided in the description. More trade news coming up soon in our next podcast. And in the meantime, you can visit bilaterals.org.